Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 7 Power Rankings for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Today is going to be the mid-season Power Rankings. I know I haven't been able to get around to doing Power Rankings as often as I used to. You know, been busy out here in Denver, but I am going to try to continue to make it more of a routine uh, moving forward here. So I do apologize for that, but you guys complain enough and I always come through and make some time to make it happen. So that being said, let's go ahead and get into the mid-season power rankings for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, a lot went into this because the parity in this league is always so close and so tight that it makes it difficult for these power rankings. I mean, honestly, Anything could be slightly different here to move somebody up five spots, six spots, seven spots. So it's very close. It's very, very tight here. So I do want to make that clear. Um, and I will get into that when we get into this. But here we go. At number 10, we do have Jake's team. Now, a few weeks ago, prior to the Travis Kelsey trade, Jake, I think you might have had arguably the worst roster in league history. I think that team might have never won a game to be completely honest with you so that Travis Kelsey trade was much needed for you and even that being said I just don't think that this team is really that much better I know you're riding the high of a two-game winning streak and that's put you back into um, consideration here but as I look at your team I'm just not super confident that we can really trust it moving forward especially as I look at your team this week where we're starting Sam Darnold Josh Jacobs Mike Davis Miles Sanders, and T. Higgins, that to me just doesn't strike me as a winning recipe unless some crazy things happen. I don't love Miles Sanders. I just don't think he's a really great fit for fantasy running back purposes. Uh, not somebody you can really trust. Dalvin Cook hasn't really been Dalvin Cook. I know he's been dealing with some injuries and is coming off a 20-point game and is finally maybe getting back there. But I just don't think that realistically... This is one of the better teams in this league. Like I said, it's always going to be these minute differences that can move you up one spot, 10 spots. I mean, really, it could be a very, very slight thing. So maybe this team gets better. Maybe you're a trade away. Maybe you're a pickup away from moving up the rankings. But if I had to be honest, this team is just definitely in the bottom half of the league. And it's arguably my least favorite team. I just don't think there's enough juice here. I don't love Noah Fan. I think Marquise Brown and Devontae Adams are really the two big bright spots for you. And hopefully you get Dalvin Cook moving back and forward for you. At the number nine spot, we have Brandon's team. We have Kressner's team here at the nine spot. I think there was a good trade uh, a couple weeks ago when he moved Saquon Barkley for Jalen Hurts. It's always great to have a top five quarterback. I think what we've seen in fantasy over the past couple of years is a switch. And it's a switch to where the quarterback position is finally important again. We see quarterbacks go in the first round. Now we see quarterbacks really, you know, the first one off the board, you know, round four or five. I think we're going to continue to see that trend where we see quarterbacks more or less towards the upper echelon in the first five rounds. I think right around that round four to round five spots, we're going to start seeing quarterbacks be taken more often. Because if you don't have a quarterback that's dropping 20 points a week, you are at a severe, severe disadvantage. Now you could try to stream quarterbacks, and we've seen that work in the past. However, this year, if you've been streaming quarterbacks, my guess is you are losing. So getting a solid quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who's a better fantasy quarterback than a real-life quarterback, is definitely good for your team. 
Now, where your team is, you know, struggling at is definitely that running back position. Starting Devontae Booker and Chase Edmonds is not really solid. As I look to your bench, we have Zach Moss, who hasn't really gotten the ball rolling there. And that's it. That is your team and that is your running backs. So how are you going to win moving forward without anybody that you could really feel confident in playing each and every single week? Now, the big difference maker on your team is without a doubt Tyreek Hill. He could score 40 points, 50 points, maybe even 100 points in any given fantasy football week. And I think that's really what separates you from getting wins in this league as well Is you have a guy that can help you win. And I think you'll be more towards the middle of the pack towards the end of the year. So maybe not in the ninth spot per se, because I think your team has enough to win weeks, but I just don't think there's enough to really, really take it all home here. And that's what has you at the nine spot. At the eight spot, we have J.O.'s team coming off a big big week again for your team where you lost where you lost this week and that's not good you got to get wins in this league and Calvin Ridley has not been helping you do that he has been weather rather rather disappointing so far he also sat out for personal reasons as somebody we look to possibly be the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy football It just doesn't seem like it's happening. Matt Ryan is definitely just not the guy moving forward anymore. Sorry, Jeff. He really is a bad quarterback. And I think it's almost time that the Atlanta Falcons look to move on from Matt Ryan and and really overhaul the whole organization. So it looks like it might be a couple of rough years for Calvin Ridley here in the future. Now, the one thing I have to say about your team, J.O., is that it always looks like your team finds a way to just peak. We have Christian McCaffrey, who should be coming back off of IR in a couple of weeks. Kadarius Toney is hurt, but also could be coming back in a couple of weeks. Javante Williams is starting to continue to look better. Melvin Gordon is going to be a uh, evil, evil thorn in his side, though, this entire season. But again, you make the right pickups at the right time. You have Deshaun Watson, who might be getting traded to Miami in the next couple of days and potentially play for them for the rest of the season meaning you might have another top five quarterback that you can move to somebody else in this league to get some more depth and get some more top-end talent. Antonio Brown has been an absolute stud for you this season. I mean, he's incredible. People forget that he was truly the best wide receiver in all of football for a very, very long time, potentially on his way to the Hall of Fame before he went absolutely bonkers. And he's back to just looking like himself. And Tom Brady feeds him the ball, and and he's a very, very solid option for you. Jameson Crowder, the king of targets, king of of targets, and the king of not a lot of production. But Daryl Williams has taken over the backfield with the injury to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So you have a starting running back for Kansas City, and that's always a good, solid move, as well as having Damian Harris. So this team isn't horrible. It just doesn't really have the oomph, per se, yet. But there's definitely a lot of things that could go more right for this team to push you into the upper half versus the lower half. But if those things don't happen, I do believe that this team will stay in the lower half here. At the number... Oh, and I think I said J.O. was 7. That was 8. So this is 10, 9, 8, 7. This is at the 7 spot here. We have Reese's team here at the 7 spot. Which is odd because Reese's team is actually right now at three and three, which puts them more towards the upper half here. But with Reese's team, I, I I think this team was good, 
I think a couple of trades really hurt you. And that's not even just like acquiring players that went on the IR. I just think you could have done better in certain instances. You know, the Travis Kelsey trade, obviously we know you love Travis Kelsey and you love the Kansas City Chiefs, but you've kind of really pigeonholed yourself as well. You have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and McCole. You have the whole Kansas City team here. Maybe that would have worked once upon a time last year, but I just don't see it really continuing to be a method of success because you're banking on all those guys having a huge, huge week all the time. I just don't like putting that much stock into one single team. I also think you gave up a lot of talent to really get yourself to that point um, of acquiring a Travis Kelsey. I think there was just an overpay there. And I look at your running backs, and I know Leonard Fournette has been absolutely incredible this season. And he is the 12th ranked running back overall in fantasy. And honestly, he looks like a workhorse. Ronald Jones is an absolute nobody, an absolute fucking nobody in Tampa Bay. Can't believe we thought he would be the guy many years over and over and over again. He he stinks. You acquired Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb went down. But now Kareem Hunt is down and out for probably the foreseeable future of about four weeks, which sucks because Kareem Hunt has been absolutely electric this season. You've caught the injury bug at the wrong time. Your team could get healthy and could go on a run. But right now, I think you might struggle to make that run. And that could put you into the bottom half and keep you out of playoffs before your team is eventually healthy again. I still think you have too much stock within the Kansas City Chiefs to truly be successful and win a championship. So I think more moves do have to be made to really get you into that position. But I would say right now, with just all the injury concerns that I see on your team here and all the different IR players that you have, I think you're going to have a tougher time making playoffs than staying out of it. At the number six spot is double D's, double tight ends, Brad Mahan's team. I like this team. I don't mind this team, but again, it goes back to exactly what I said in the preseason power rankings. This team is a starting lineup. There is no bench here. You had a great pickup in Dawson Knox. That was a great solid move for you, but he hurt his hand. It's broken. He's going to be out a few weeks. That sucks. That really hurt your bench from being more of a uplift than a downlift for you. Michael Thomas will be coming back here in the next couple of weeks. I just don't know what to expect from him. I think Mendo honestly ruined him. That's another guy that was on his way to potentially the Hall of Fame and one single fantasy draft pick. That's all it took to ruin his career. So I don't know what to expect from him. The Saints are just not the Saints of three, four years ago where we saw downfield passes, where we saw 40 pass attempts a game, where we saw an offense that could score 30 points on any given week. I think we see an offense that is more towards the bottom tier in the New Orleans Saints. I just don't like them that much. They haven't really unleashed Jameis Winston to throwing more of those downfield passes. He's only throwing the ball about 25 times a game. So how much success can Michael Thomas have on five targets a game? That's what we're going to have to see. So again, I just think your bench is weak here. I'm just, there's not a lot to love here. Julio Jones has not been your guy. He's hurting you. He's killing you this season. Um, he, he really is just a big downer. I think he's cashing checks at this point of his career. If I'm being completely honest, that's what it looks like. He's not the Julio that we used to see. He's not the horse. He's not the thoroughbred anymore. He's just a guy that wants to get paid, in my opinion. DK Metcalf is great. No Russell Wilson, that hurts. It's not good for him. Uh, you know, the, the bright spot here on your team is Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. They're studs. They're amazing. Jonathan Taylor looks incredible. 
he could potentially end up being the number one fantasy running back taken next year. Um, I mean, he really has been that good. He's young. He's healthy. Runs the ball great. Colts are willing to give him a ton, a ton of touches. I do really like him moving forward. Um, Chase Claypool. Big Ben, same thing. Matt Ryan, not, not great. I, I don't know. I don't. Big Ben is he's done. Steelers have to overhaul. Steelers have to move in a new direction. What does Big Ben do? Clearly, still wants to play. Him, and Matt Ryan, both. What do they do? They go back up somebody somewhere. I, I'm just, I don't know what, to, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with both those teams in the future here. But they got to bring in somebody new. He, he, Big Ben just doesn't have it anymore. I think Chase Claypool's a good player, but. I don't think with the quarterback in play that it's really going to be something beneficial for him moving forward. I think he'll have some great fantasy weeks, but he's also going to have some absolute stinkers for him as well. At the number five spot, we have my team. My team could be the number one overall team, but I just, it hasn't happened. George Kittle hurt again, hurt again. Killer, man. That, that's a killer. I want him to be great, but he hasn't really shown it. He's a better real-life player than a fantasy player. Honestly, that's the truth. Saquon Barkley. We got to start throwing around the run DMC comparisons. He's always hurt. When is he going to be healthy? When can we expect him to stay healthy? It hasn't happened. Antonio Gibson, he has a broken shin. Keenan Allen. It's Mike, it's Mike Williams' team. It's no it's not even Keenan Allen's team. I don't even know how much I can rely on him to be great moving forward. Robert Woods, it's Cooper Cup's team. The one great thing I have going for me is Derrick Henry is like potentially the best running back ever. He's a, he's not human. He's he's six foot five, 300 pounds, runs a four three. He's unbelievable. He's carried me each and every single week to wins. And I can't even get those wins for him because my team just can't put it all together. I think my team is deep. It has good it, it has good spots. It's got Deontay Johnson, it's got Stefan Diggs. There's a lot to like about this team. But it's just not all there. And I don't think it's gonna be I, I just don't know if it's gonna be there for me. I'm I'm not sure. I, I I just this team could be great, but I think I think it's just more of the middle of the road, and I'm gonna have to try to go on a run potentially in the playoffs if I even get to the playoffs. Some guys have got to get healthy. My team has got to start coming back here. And I got to manufacture some wins. At the number four spot, this was close. This was really, really close to me at the number five spot here. It's going to be Jeff's team. And luckily for the two of us, we play each other this week. I think we're going to find out who truly is the better team in this case. We're going to really address and find out who has the better team. I, I just, <sighs> I don't know. It's going to be close. I, I AJ Brown hasn't been great. I know when he's good, he's good. When he's great, he's great. Daryl Henderson has been awesome. I love me some Joe Mixon. Tyler Lockett without Russell Russell Wilson, though, that's, again, not great. Same as DK Metcalf. It's just not, not going to be the same for Tyler Lockett. So I think, realistically, Jeff, between you and I, it's going to come down to a few different points this week. One of us is going to edge each other out, and that, that's truly who I would have above each other in the power rankings. I think right now, just looking at the week ahead, um, given how many buys I have and how many injuries I have on my team compared to your team, I'd like your team to be set up for a little bit more success this week, but we're going to find out. You know, you're missing a key, key huge piece here in Josh Allen, who is 
awesome and unbelievable and just a great fantasy football player. He's the number one ranked quarterback this season, if you didn't know that. So, but your bench here is not all that exciting, if I'm just being honest. So, I don't know. Team is good. I think you have a good shot here to continue to go on a winning streak. So, that's why I got you here at the number four spot. At the number three spot, this is a shocker because he's two and four, but it's Brett's team. The reigning champ, he's back. His team is pretty good. His team is pretty, pretty good. Even this week, he has Austin Eckler and James Robinson on a bye with Justin Jefferson, and he's still starting Chuba Hubbard, Cordero Patterson, McLaurin, Waddle, Davis, and more. I mean, that's a solid, solid roster for having arguably your three best fantasy players on a bye. This team is pretty much loaded with good talent and loaded with guys that can play and win you fantasy weeks. He's got Aaron Rodgers, who I absolutely despise, especially even more after what happened at Soldier Field. It's 22 and five against the Bears and 22 and I want to die, to be completely honest with you. That's how he makes me feel. Kyle Pitts, maybe he could be the guy here as we all expected him to be. I just think, again, with Matt Ryan, we're going to have some hit or miss weeks here with Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to be a great player in the future and especially for fantasy purposes. But I think he was an overpay this year. But you you take a chance on some talent here and, uh, you know, he's going to be a solid tight end option for you because, you know, as you look around the NFL, tight end is just not truly a great fantasy position. You're going to have some guys at the top and then the rest is all kind of just Whatever, you're praying for a touchdown each week, realistically. You don't have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, you're praying for a touchdown. That's the truth. And actually, maybe Dawson Knox is in there too. Brad, you know, great call out from you. The buddy-buddy relationship he has with Josh Allen, you know, had he not hurt his hand, I think I think we would have saw him put up a top five fantasy tight end season. But Brett, I like this team. I think this team has enough to truly go on another championship style run here. I think this team is deep enough to potentially make a trade for another big player to add to your roster here. And I think this team is good enough that even when you face buys or you face injuries, that this team can still continue to win. At the number two spot, this was tough. This was tough. I, you know, there's two teams left over here and my gut said that I should rank this team one. My gut said that I needed to rank this team one. And honestly, I'm going to do it. I'm going to switch it here on the fly. I am. I am. I'm going to switch it. I've changed my mind. The number two team I'm putting here is Mendo's team. I was going to put Colin at two, but I I can't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Mendo's team's hurt. He's faced injury all season. I Maybe maybe it's just the curse, Mendo. I, I, I can't trust you to be to the number one spot. I'm sure you'll be happy that you aren't the number one spot. Your team has a ton of buys this week too, so potentially not a good week for you to win here. You don't even have a defense yet on your roster. You're going to be starting Derek Carr, Alex Collins, Ernest Johnson. That is not necessarily a winning formula. Hopkins is awesome. Coop is awesome. Or Cup is awesome. Godwin, great. Tim Patrick's also shining star here in Denver. He's, he's going to be a good football player, I believe. Mike Williams has been the absolute steal of the draft. If you have him, you've been winning fantasy games. And Mike Williams is really what propelled me into thinking you would have the number one team here as well, especially with Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. I mean, your team is loaded. You've scored the most points in the league for a reason, but also you face the most adversity with how many injuries you've had and how many season-ending injuries you've had. I I like this team. 
but I just don't think I can trust this team to not be injured moving forward or not face more adversity. And that's what I'm going to keep you here at the two spot for. But ultimately, I mean, this team absolutely 110% has what it takes to win the fantasy football championship, which is probably the first time I've said that about your team in about five years. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. And at the one spot, who I almost had at the two spot, but I had to do it and had to change it on the fly here, is going to be Colin's team. The evil empire is absolutely back, and he's back with a mission to win this league again. The trade for Christian McCaffrey saved him. Saved him from a bad, bad draft. I truly believe it. I think had that trade never happened, Colin's team would not be that good this season. He'd be at the bottom half for sure. The draft did not go the way he intended it to, but because of that trade, it set him up for success with how much depth he had. You know, being able to acquire Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift and Allen Robinson, who hasn't had a great season, but also Jamar Chase and Darren Wall. I mean, you just, when you make a trade like that, you get so many players within that first few rounds, it really sets you up for success because you just have so many more darts to throw. And you hit on those darts with Najee Harris and CeeDee Lamb. And you hit on that dart with Jamar Chase. You missed on the dart with Allen Robinson, but it doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't affect your team as much because you have so much added extra depth because of a trade like that. And really, that's what separates you from a lot of the other teams here in this league and puts you towards this top half is just how deep this team truly is. And when you end up putting a lineup out there of Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Darren Waller, Brandon Ayuk, who's been awful this season, but also Michael Pittman. I mean, there's just so much added depth here. DeAndre Swift, I mean, th this team is just, it's just a deep team. It's a loaded team, and it's a team that absolutely can win, and we've seen you win before in the past, too. So, truthfully, I mean, the history here separates you into the number one spot as well as just the overall depth and 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 truly top-tier talent that your team does have here. So I think this team is is truly closer to a win than it is a loss at most most in every single week here. And um, that does it, guys. That wraps up the midseason power rankings for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This was all done off the top of my head, so I'm not sure how it went. Uh, you know, Give me some feedback in the chat, but I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. And hopefully I'll be able to continue to do this here in the upcoming weeks. I'll continue to try to carve out some more time to make sure that I get this done for all you guys, as I know you do like it and appreciate it. But let me know your thoughts, and I'm excited to hear everyone's feedback on the mid-season power rankings. Talk to you all later.